Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm joined, as I am every Monday, by my dad, Jack. How are you today, Dad? I'm doing good. How Happy are you? Monday. Yeah, doing yeah. good. Doing good. You know, so it's, it's Monday. It's morning. I mean, for me, it's morning. For you, it's sort of midday. Yeah. But for me, it's morning. <laughs> so. Yep. I've been doing a lot of things. Already 11 o'clock here. Yeah. Anyway, I was kind of flipping through what's been going on. Uh, uh, we had a few left, I think, from the last time that we didn't talk about. I don't know yeah. whether they were want to go back to those or not. But I don't know. I didn't roll back up there. If we if we get to the end and we don't have enough to talk about, then I guess we can go back and talk about that stuff. Something I sent just after we... Uh, ended our conversation last week was, uh, you know, there's always that news that breaks just after you're done talking and you're like, Oh, we should talk about that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, Apple has finally formally ended their association with Johnny Ive, apparently in his, um, his love from consulting firm had a, uh, pretty hefty contract with Apple and he was still consulting on a, you know, uh, wide range of products whatever that uh-huh. means yeah um you know and and you know it's it's all been part of the easing out and i think this is intentional and mm-hmm. apple has done that with key people in the past where they you know i mean some they feel like they can just say okay well it's been nice and goodbye but with key people they tend to want to slowly move them out so that they don't upset the stock market right it's like well he's now doing this now he's well kind some, of, some people treated him like a god you know, well, I think he, what it was is a lot of people were crediting him for the success of Apple. You know, just like a lot of people they, cre- created uh, credited yeah, they, they, Steve Jobs they, for the success of Apple. They ranked him ahead of Tim Cook because he obviously had skills that Tim didn't have. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know, you got to be careful because it affects your business climate. You know, some people follow some very often executives for some of these big companies are more important. Than the company itself, if, if they leave, you know, it makes a big difference. Right. Yeah. And, well, and I think that 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 was their concern was is that the perception was that he was critical to the success of Apple, and without him, Apple was in trouble. And so they wanted to make sure that as they kind of eased him out, um, but, that that they did it very slowly and carefully, and they demonstrated that they could continue to function with him not being there. Yeah. In fact, I'm expecting it. Well, I don't hang around in the social space much anymore at all, but I'm sure there's some uh, uh, been a lot of talk about it because there's clearly some people who didn't like him in articles, titles of articles that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, th- I so, think I so, think he, so he was like getting one, bored. One guy says uh, he won't be missed, you know. <laughs> right. Well, I think he was getting bored and I think there's a lot of people who are sort of um, techies who who saw some of his last designs as crossing the line uh, of of uh, form over function, you know. Oh, oh and well, and so in in that respect, they feel like he he didn't have anybody to balance him out, and as a result, they were creating products that were not very good. They may have been yeah. pretty, but they weren't very good. That's right, and 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 that was because Steve wasn't there. Steve used to be the counterbalance, right? And and that's not a job that that Tim Cook played. It's not a role nope. he plays. You know, he he's like, hey, I'm I'm not going to step in and tell you no. <laughs> you know, right? He 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 sort of had the same rank as as Tim, 
in 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 some some respects. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think if if they'd have really come to heads, Tim would have said, "You're gone." But but uh, you know, I think also he was getting bored. You know, he had been spending most of his life designing and redesigning, you know, uh, flat rectangles. And at yeah. some point, he's like, "I'm tired of this." And so that's when I think, you know, I think he probably started, he probably talked to Tim and said, hey, I'm I'm out of here. And they started easing him out, you know, probably five, six years ago as he started working on the building, you know. And apparently he was very hands-on with designing, like, door handles and seat shapes. And so he got a chance to do lots of other design work that I think was more interesting to him. Sure. You know, and when when the building was done, he was kind of done. You know, because I mean, when they yeah. when they when they finally finished the building, he was to the point where he wasn't doing a lot of the day to day. I don't think. You yeah. Know? Um, but you know, those some of those laptops that he designed in, in, in the end of his tenure were, you know, that's when they went to the the butterfly keyboard in order to shave one more millimeter off of the thickness of the computer, and you know, let's get rid of all the ports because those unsightly holes on the side of those computers are ugly. And it's like all of the people who use the computers are but like, I use those holes, you know. <laughs> I'm a photographer. I want to be able to put my memory cards in the side of my computer and read them and not have to remember to carry a dongle around. You know, I mean, that was the joke with Apple, right, was you you, you could carry your computer around and then you had to carry a bag of, of little wires and cables in order to use it. Yeah, they, what they should have done is had a wireless device that had nothing but uh, connectors to it and and then a, a fast uh, network connection to the computer if they didn't want them on the computer. You should have been able to buy this other device, and, mm-hmm. and it should have been an Apple product, so it worked, and you know. So, yeah, so then you only because, have to carry one other thing other than your computer. Or, hey, guess what? You could just well, carry your computer and make the computer right. Get over the holes, dude. Well, well, that's what screwed it up is the whole industry just messed up all of those things. Uh, I got tired buying dongles because every I, I, I bought three of them, and I said, I'm not buying mm-hmm. another damn one because none of them work. One of them worked to do one thing I wanted, but it didn't have enough ports. Yeah. And so I was looking for a multi-port guy that would work. And none of them did. Yeah. So I got a bunch of crap around here. I should have taken them back. Yeah. They created an industry that was that was filled with mostly garbage. Yep. And, uh, you know, and well, it was just, it was a, a single-mindedness of let's make this thing beautiful and forgot that this is a tool that people use. This is like a wrench, you yep. know, and you can have a beautiful wrench, but it's still got to be able to turn a bolt, you know? <laughs> And right. and and that was the problem was is they got to the point where it was like, okay, now it's getting in the way of me doing work and there's lots of other options out there. So maybe <laughs> I should start looking at some of those some of those, you know, PC options. Because the PC world had figured out, oh hey, people like skinny aluminum things, thin aluminum we'll make thin aluminum computers too, you know. So you could get those anywhere. I mean it wasn't you know, it it when when the uniqueness and the quality of the build are surpassed by the irritation of of the poor design, and I say poor design, I mean it was a beautiful design, but it was a poor design. It wasn't functional, you know. Right. Um, I mean, he's not a a a um, uh, an artist that creates. I mean, you know, as a as a industrial designer, you're not an artist that creates art for the beauty of art. I mean, you can do that if you want to. But as an industrial designer, as that function, you have, you know, you're creating 
tools and, and functional things. And and if you can't balance the function with the beauty, then you've you've not done a good job. That's right. You know, and I think that was just the bottom line is they were just weren't he wasn't his team. I'm not going to even say him because it was, you know, but it falls on his shoulders. But his team wasn't doing a good job for a period of time, sort of uh, right around the mid teens. Right. Yep. Right in there. Sort of 2015 to to 2019. Some of those well, products were just bad products. You know, I, I yeah. literally wouldn't recommend an Apple computer from 2015 or 2016 to 2019, basically. Yeah, the big keyboard fiasco, too, you know. Now, that right. wasn't his fault, but it was still just another another biggie. Well, know? it was a big part of it was his fault, though, because of his drive to make things thinner. I mean, that's but, the whole reason yeah. they went to that dumb uh, butterfly keyboard was because it was a millimeter thicker or thinner, rather. Yeah, you know, the, and... and you know, it was just – it was like, really? And, and they did it initially for the for the little 12-inch computer because it was tiny and it needed that, you know, a thinner computer. But you yeah. know what? Would you notice or care one iota if that little 12-inch computer that you bought was a millimeter thicker than it is? No. Actually, I was lucky. I've got that computer I know and I never did. had a problem with it. Yeah. Never. But a lot of people did. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, and then they moved that same design into all of their computers. You know, it was like, what? And at the same time, simultaneously started deleting all the ports. Yeah. And, and so people were like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, I'm a professional. I use this thing for my job. You can't keep, yeah. you know, taking away stuff and telling me to be happy about it. Yep. So, you know, kudos to them for for. for Making the 180, you know, for the company, whether it was Ive or or his staff or somebody in the in the system said, "Wait a minute, you know, we're getting torn up in the news, and people are complaining, you know, yep. and we're still making good quality stuff. It's well built. It's just people are complaining about the design. So let's change that design." And they did. So, you know, yep. Anyhow, I wish Johnny Ive the best. I hope that he's able to go and design and do what he wants and work at whatever he feels like. You know, he's he's certainly made enough money over the years that he he doesn't have to des- design uh, you know aluminum and stainless steel slabs with glass on them anymore. Um, he can he can design whatever he feels like. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, or whatever he, he gets somebody he, to pay him for. He at that. In the early days when he worked for Jobs, he made, I think, a pretty major impact on it because oh, Jobs yeah. really wasn't an artist, but he appreciated art. I'll mm-hmm. have to say that. You know, like his he started big. His art was typefaces. Remember that? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was one. He took a class in typography in college. Right. And so he understood that piece of, of design. And he had but, a, a good eye for aesthetics, you know. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm yep. not downplaying Johnny Ive. I'm saying towards the end of his time at Apple – the last, you know, uh, five, six years while he was at Apple, the design coming out of his team, I think, was not the best. Um, you know, it has substantially improved um, as he mm-hmm. was easing out and as he quit being involved with it. And I think he just had gone too far and didn't have that check. But, yeah, no, some of his early designs were, were phenomenal. And, and uh, you know, and it, and it's it's the impact of things like the way you know the look of the iphone and the the look of some of the early computers i mean you know he was in excuse me and when steve first came back he was involved in the design of those um computers that had the 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 translucent cases with the you know the gumdrop colors on the side and remember at the time every computer that you could buy was either putty colored and and a and a rectangle with sharp corners 
or black. Those were your options. And mm-hmm. and suddenly Apple came out with all these, you know, beautiful, colorful, playful-looking computers. And people were like, huh. <laughs> and they those yeah. were copied, you know. Yep. Yep. So. So anyway, enough about uh, the uh, Johnny thing. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the, the 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 other personality that sort of comes up next is uh, as I the article I sent relating to Elon Musk, and mm-hmm. uh, basically it was a reaction I think to the apples uh, uh, trying to get into whatever into every other possible EV that somebody wants to build. They're saying, "Hey, I'll take care of the electronics for you." Yeah, you know, well, I mean, you know, it, it, we, you're referring to a YouTube video, and so um, I didn't get to watch all of the video, but what I watched was basically telling me nothing that I didn't already know. It was like, yeah. okay, this is like somebody who's kind of read a whole bunch of stuff online and then put together a video to talk about it, you know. Well, well, the the, the basic thing is that I, Elon can look at this and say, uh, you know, this can can help somebody else compete with us. So he's just a normal, natural reaction because, uh, of course, there's a lot of commonality for any kind of a device that goes into a car because the car is a car ultimately and you're just controlling uh-huh. electronics inside. But the what Apple brings to the table is they've always been known for their simplicity and uh, beauty of their interfaces. Yeah, and so that's what they decided to try to contribute. And first of all, uh, I, I I'm not sure they ever really want to get into the car business, except as a major, uh, in, in a major Interface way, builder, in, yeah. in, electronically, because that's what their that's that's where their expertise lies. You know. Yeah. So, uh, if they can take uh, what we currently call. Uh, uh, um, CarPlay, CarPlay, yeah, just grows to become more than CarPlay. It'll become something yeah. that covers the spectrum of all car functions. I think. Well, it's funny because the the art the, the the video very specifically said this is more than just an expanded CarPlay, and yet no, it's not because it's just an expanded CarPlay. But that's not a they're not putting it down. Just an expanded CarPlay is huge. Yeah, they just haven't figured out what to call it yet. I, yeah. I think. No, they have. They announced it at the last at the last uh, event. Apple even demoed expanded CarPlay. That's what they oh. called it. They just called it CarPlay. The new CarPlay oh. will have the ability to to not only handle you know your entertain infotainment capabilities, but also all of the car functions. And oh, I, I I I didn't take that to mean that that was a a legit name, but. Maybe oh, you did. I well, they they called it that. They said, "Here's a peek at the new CarPlay," and and they they didn't announce that it would be in any specific cars. They said they're in, in you know, but but that it will be available, and that they're in, working with you know several manufacturers, and so that will be in, uh, available for cars. And yeah. uh, and they were specific in saying that that the look that they were showing you was Apple's look, but that that. In working with the manufacturers, the look and feel of the of the car ma- uh, uh, controls, the speedometer and things like that, the car information, will also be able to be co-branded with the car manufacturer so they can make it look the way they want it to for their cars. They're not stuck with, you right. know, an Apple yep. interface. 
because I think that's key. A lot of car manufacturers would look at that and go like, well, I, you know, we don't, we don't want to give up the look and feel of our, of our product. We, you know, we're happy to use parts of this, but yeah. Um, well, I don't know if so. they've got a contract with anybody yet for, for that stuff. Right. And when they announced it, they said that they are um, in negotiations and I think they gave us like a year timeline. So it was like it, sometime in the next year, we would see some vehicles with that, but they weren't specific about who it was and what those vehicles were going to be. Probably because mm-hmm. they're going to let the manufacturer make that announcement, you know, when the car is ready to roll. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, go back and watch the last keynote. They they did. There was a whole section on CarPlay and, and on advanced CarPlay, and and they showed you the different things that it could do. You know, for me, the thing I think that's going to be interesting, and we'll see how this works out, is it's Apple's first foray into real time operating systems, because you mm-hmm. can't ha- you can't have any delays when it's like you know, managing your vehicle. It's, you know, it's got to be, so, so what are they running underneath? You know, I mean, most car manufacturers are running, you know, like, um, uh, what was it? Like there's Cunix or something is one of the, one of the real time operating systems that's out there that's available, you know, but, but, and, and for those who don't know, I mean, that's, that's, you know, it's it's when something happens, you it, it it it's not queued. It takes priority. It's it's it when it when when it you well, get input, you feed it immediately. <laughs> what what real time when it comes down to when in in computer talk is that it's event driven mm-hmm. or the usually the interrupt system in an, in every computer has something that basically in hardware pulls down and gets the software's attention instantly mm-hmm. and that's an inter- that's re- generally called an interrupt i think right at least that in the hewlett packard world it was and that's where i uh first learned about real-time uh computers because i used them for instrumenting tests and stuff where you had a lot of things going on and everything when an interrupt happened you triggered uh, right. the software to go immediately respond, you know, and do whatever it right. had to do. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say is that there, there's nothing queues up. There's no there's no cache of, you know, moving things. It's it, when it when it gets the 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 signal, the interrupt, it has to respond immediately and that's you know, otherwise it yeah. it's, it's it's a failure, you know. Yeah, where where and, and what one thinks of as a normal computer just sitting there doing com- computation, all of that becomes what's called background processing. It it's going on when you're not servicing interrupts. Otherwise, it doesn't happen because it's not uh, directly uh, time dependent, mm-hmm. and so you got to deal with the time dependencies, and and of course uh, that adds a lot of complexity to the software in the sense that the servicing of every event that occurs in the system has to have some constraints on the amount of time that it can get the job done. Right. You know, so. Uh, it's it's all driven by that urgency. Well, as Apple has gotten more and more into um, developing their own custom hardware to do what they want to do, I suspect that a lot of that is going to be in the hardware at some point, right? Oh, oh, it so, starts in the it starts so in the hardware. Real time systems is, are are focused on the, what I call the interrupt system. That was that was all special purpose hardware that sits there and. And yeah. allows you to trigger these events from whatever was going on in the world outside the processor. Right. Well, the point I was making is Apple's in position to do that now because they designed oh, their yeah. own hardware, whereas they weren't previously. 
You know, right. so now they can create, you know, it's, they're not going to have, I mean, they'll have an M1 chip or an M2 chip or whatever in there driving parts of what's going on. But they're also going to have some custom hardware that, that is not in your iPhone that uh, is designed specifically for handling that, you know, the the data inputs from the, the physical com- uh, uh, car rolling down the road. Yep. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. You know, um, I don't know. I I thought the supposition that, you know, I mean, well, first of all, I really don't – I question the validity of anybody who puts out something that says Qualcomm's – oh, wait a minute. No, wrong one. Uh, it happened. Elon Musk just shocked Apple copy Tesla change everything. So that's not even good English. I mean, there's that's not a – you know, that's like what? That's the title. That was- and so I question I question the source right there because they can't put a sentence together. But yeah. you know I don't see why Elon would even blink or care. I mean it's like yeah of course they're doing these things. This is what you have to do to build a car, you know. Yeah. And and it's been no secret that they're building a car or at least parts of a car. You know the control systems for a car. So it would be like yeah all right fine. It's not like he's going to Elon is not going to lease Apple's system. He's already developed his own. You know, his cars very famously don't even have app, uh, CarPlay in them. See, so, and in fact, I have actually read of people who have said, I won't buy a Tesla because it doesn't have CarPlay, you know, because they really, yeah. they like that interface in their car for their, uh, their music and their, their, their infotainment system is their phone. And so, you know, if you can't, if I can't plug it in and use it the way I want to use it, then, then I'm not going to buy your car. So... Yep, you know. In fact, I think what was it? Apple even put out a few stats recently. Uh, at the, in one, of the, it was maybe the last keynote, where they said like seventy-five percent of new car owners won't buy a car that doesn't support Apple's CarPlay. Yeah, uh, boy, I tell you, uh, EVs are really uh, looking bad these days. Did you see where? Uh, what was it? There's a big headline this morning about. Uh, uh, oh. It was a guy who bought a 2014 EV. 2014? 2014, a Ford Fusion. Now, I don't remember. Ford didn't have an EV in 2014. I I, I know that. It didn't didn't make sense in that regard. So I think it was a typo somewhere. But anyway, uh, they bought a used EV. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a Ford Fusion. And... Uh, it was uh, six, presumably six months old or something like that, and he bought it for his, his daughter. There is no uh, EV. That's a Ford Fusion doesn't have an EV version of it, and they quit making the Fusion. He must be talking about a hybrid, which is a different thing altogether. But anyway, tell, uh, tell your well, story. Well, the, the basic story was is that she had been driving it for less than six months, and uh, things started getting flaky, and she took it in to have it serviced and see what was wrong. Mm-hmm. And they says, uh, you need to replace the battery. Mm-hmm. And and they said, oh, how much is that? Oh, it's only $14,000. Now, he paid $11,000 for the car, okay? Right. And and then $14,000, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding. And then the, guy, then the real truth came out. Oh, well, this... Uh, they're no longer b- making these, and that battery's no longer available. So uh, the used car market for EVs is just, you know, as soon as that story gets out, you know, 
Right. But there's there's a lot of problems with that story and that the Fusion was never available as an EV. It was only available as a hybrid. As a hybrid, it's going to have a battery in it. It's going to be smaller. But, yes, the Fusion is no longer made. I I don't know. There's a lot. I have a lot of questions about the validity of that story. The details don't add up. Yeah. I I just focused on the the principle of the overall thing, which is just the cost, the amount of time they had it, and what they were facing. Right. You know, a battery that was no longer there. That was the story. And then I had to dig, and I probably made a mistake somewhere in telling you about it. Okay. Well, I mean, I I get that, yeah, that that batteries are – replacing batteries on an electric car are expensive. Absolutely. And that's going to be an issue for used vehicles. Um you know, uh, and w- you know what is the projected lifespan of these cars, and a lot of it's going to do with the design too. You know, within the b- the base, the the battery package, there are lots of cells. So, have they designed? You know, whoever built the when they build electric cars, are they designing them such that you can replace uh, individual cells as they fail, or do you have to replace the entire battery pack? So, you have to replace the entire battery pack. Yeah, it's going to be really expensive. That's oh, like I, that's like I, buying I, a, a a traditional car and saying, okay, you have to replace replace the engine and transmission on your used car. Yeah, I I don't expect that uh, they see very much uh, difference in the lifetime of individual cells. I'm sure it's on a whole whole battery system basis. I, I, it's not going to be. You know, it's it's not like a pixel going out on a thing. It it may mm-hmm. happen. I mean, you know, one or two, but it doesn't take very long once they start failing, and you're going to have a bunch. Yeah, over and, and, over time. And, 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 well, like maybe over a week. I, I mm-hmm. expect that the the dying time difference between cells. Once a few of them start going, it's just going to put more load on the others, and they're going to collapse quickly. So that kind of explains the last week when she said they had this flaky operation. You know, it's like the the voltage wasn't quite there to support mm-hmm. things, and it didn't accelerate fast. And you know that's what you see, what you'd expect to see of a of a dying battery. Yeah. Uh, well, it, I mean, regardless well, of the details, I think you're absolutely right that the, that it's going to present new issues or at least different issues. You know, when you buy a traditionally used car, um, you can kind of you know check out things to see how what what kind of shape it's in. Um, and check the mileage, and I guess you can check the mileage on an electric car, but you, you, there's no way to say, you know, what kind of shape is the battery in unless the the system, you know, onboard operating system will give you a, you know, a battery health check kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, well, replacing the, 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 the... The only way that I'm really aware of, uh, of, a, of a battery that's designed to really be a power source is, is that you p- by putting a load test... You know, they go through a load test, and and that really tries you. Know, you try to overdraw the the nominal uh, drain on that battery and see what responds, how it responds, and uh, and that's you know that's about it. Yeah. There's well, no... what I'm saying is is that like right now on my phone, I can do a battery health check, and 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 they're tracking things like you know how much you know how much of of the original spec 100% capacity charge does it still hold how long right. does it hold that um you yeah. know and so you can kind of over a period of time identify sort of how what what the capacity and strength of your battery system is and <laughs> most operating systems that run off of batteries nowadays provide you that kind of information probably the key thing that that you would need to look for is the uh percent of charge 
you know, that starts never, never is a hundred percent, even new. And when, if it drops below 80%, you probably have a dead battery. So it's on a curve somehow mm -hmm. down to that point. And so you'd need, something needs to retain a record over, over the, yeah. over time as to how it's, you think you about know, that, that though, the average consumer, the average yeah. consumer is going to say, oh, 80%, that means I've got most of my battery, right? Yeah. Yeah. But but isn't it like it, Apple was saying when they were going through that phase where they were replacing batteries at you know discounted rates and stuff, if it was below 80%, they assumed that was a battery that they would replace. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, so you it's, know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole new world for the consumer as well in terms of thinking about the things that matter, you know? right? Yeah, it's just it's just presenting different sets of issues that you deal with when you're buying a used car than you than you do with, uh, you know, with current used cars. I mean, you can buy a used car now and you know drive it off the lot and have the engine go out or the transmission go out or right, you know, um, and all of them still have you know rack and pinions that wear out and suspensions that wear out and so I mean, used cars come with a certain amount of of uh, risk anyway but now it's it's risk that people at up, at least at this point at some point they'll become more used to dealing with but well, at this point well, they're just not familiar with you know how do you assess a battery vehicle well uh the significant difference is the cost factor for replacing or repairing it so you can basically say oh maintenance on these electric cars nor normal maintenance mm -hmm. is zero or very close to it However, there's one thing that's a big thing, and that's half the cost of the car's batteries. Right. Well, I mean, you still have to pay for brakes and tires, and so there's, there's, you know, it's not like there's zero maintenance, but, but you're uh, yeah. right. There's no, there's no fluids. There's no, um, uh, you know, oil changes, and you don't have to put gas in it regularly. You know, but you still have to charge it up. But yeah, you're right. It's a big cost to replace it. It's, the, it's a major portion of the cost of the vehicle. Yep. So. But, you know, the drivetrain of any vehicle is a major cost of the vehicle. You know, I mean, anybody who's, you know, mm -hmm. re rebuilt an engine or rebuilt a transmission, you know, knows that's not a cheap thing. But I'm, I'm just saying that on a typical uh, 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 regular gasoline-powered, mm -hmm. petroleum-powered vehicle, mm -hmm. uh, if you had to replace the entire engine, it doesn't even compare to replacing this battery. This is like an engine blowout. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm, Just, I I get that. It's and it's one of those things too where you know it's um, the it's I would say it's similar to going to your dealer to get that engine repaired. You know, but like when you have a traditional vehicle, you can go to a mechanic and have have a rebuilt engine put in or or even a, a new boxed crated engine put in, and it won't cost you as much. But if you go to yeah. your dealer, it's going to cost you you know fourteen thousand yeah. dollars to to rebuild the car. Yeah, but but the the other thing that has to be on your mind is questions about knowing how many of these batteries were produced and whether they're still in production. Yeah, because there's a lot of different battery technologies. Every manufacturer is doing something different. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, if we're at the front end of this, you you know that battery. That even the technology of the batteries are going to change every two or three years. Right. Yeah, because you know? this is new stuff. I mean, it's like saying you're going to buy a really, really expensive flashlight and then finding out that they don't make D-cells for your flashlight anymore. Right. You That's know? exactly what it's like. 
and and so it's like, hey, okay, I need I need more light. Where's I need new batteries? Where do I get them? And they go, oh, sorry, we don't make those. You're like what? Yeah, yeah. and 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 the other, may, mm-hmm. maybe a way around that is for cars to have standard interfaces to all battery systems, you know. But uh, I don't know if that's feasible. Right. Well, and different battery systems sometimes require different uh, control software and stuff in order to manage them because they have different. Um, but but that's just part of the battery system, you know. Right. Well, it it is if they've designed it that way. <laughs> you know, there's uh-huh. no guarantee it might be built into the car, not into the battery pack, which means yeah. that you got to replace now some electronics as well as, um, and you hope that it's just software. But you know, they'll charge you for that. I mean, shoot, yeah. they'll charge you for everything. You know, did you do you read the recent article that BMW is now charge? They're, they're building every car that they have with uh, seat heaters and steering wheel heaters, but you don't get to use them. You have to pay a subscription. It's like nineteen dollars a month to ha- to actually have access to the seat heater that's built into the car that you just bought. Well, well they just as well not be there. Yeah, well, that's their feeling. It's like, well, instead of building some with and some without, they're just building them all with, but they won't turn it on for you unless you pay them a subscription fee. Oh, because in order to, to have it at all, it has to be built in. Right. Okay. I don't, I yeah. don't know if I understand how that factors into right. marketing the well, car. But... And, well, and get this. You can buy a lifetime uh, subscription to the, to the uh, heated seats. But if you sell the car to somebody else, when they get it, they'll turn off the heated seats. And if, and if they want it, then they have to pay for it because the license is to the individual. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Apple or not Apple. BMW tried this a while ago with um, with CarPlay. They had CarPlay installed in cars and mm-hmm. they they told people who bought it. They said, well, you know, if you want to use it, you have to pay us a hundred and something dollars a, mo- a year to, to have access to CarPlay. And I think the public and Apple kind of put pressure on them and said, wait a minute, nope, you can't do that. You either put it in your car or you don't put it in your car. But you can't put it in your car and then say, but if you want to use it, we're going to charge you. You And let's face it, if it's built into the car, you've already paid for it, right? I mean, it's it's built into the cost. They're not putting it in there and losing money and hoping that you'll lease it from them. You've already paid for for the heated seats. They're just not letting you use it unless you pay more. Yeah. I just really don't like that. I, that, that that's enough to turn me off on that manufacturer forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make that, – that, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's You know, sometimes you wonder about the decisions, you know, like how, how does anybody at BMW think that's going to be viewed positively by anybody? Right? I don't know. That, that's just the, I can't believe that they didn't see that that was going to get them a ton of negative press, and that it was going to turn off people in a big way. I don't understand that. You know, you know? I, it, it almost makes a mar- creates a market for a guy to make a, a heat heat pad that you can plug into the cigarette lighter. Yeah, and I'm sure such a thing <laughs> probably exists for people who have cars, older cars that don't have heated seats. <laughs> you know. And in Southern but, California, it's not something I worry about. But I tell you what, you know, I lived in Pennsylvania for a while, and, and heated yeah. seats were, were not an option there. That was something you really wanted, you know, if, well, if they had it. Well, if, if the climate thing uh, stays as hot as it is, people are going to be looking for air conditioners uh, that yeah. really work, especially in Europe. Man, they had a couple bad days over there. Oh, well, they've got huge fires burning over there right now, too. 
Yeah, I mean, but the whole continent just seemed to be just out of sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't remember, especially Great Britain. You know, there isn't a home in Great Britain that has an air conditioner in it. That's an island nation that mm-hmm. used to have sort of natural air conditioning. It was always a little bit cool for people who weren't used to that climate when you first got there. Uh, you know, because of the humidity, uh, it felt a little chilly almost. Well, but, it's like anywhere else. It's what t- time of you know year when you go there. But yeah, but uh, you know, it didn't take long, at least for us, to get used to it. And, and I thought that was just really nice, you know, because being surrounded by ocean is a stabilizing force. You know, it doesn't change uh, drastically at all. Uh, but boy, it sure did this year. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the oceans had to be pretty hot too, I'd guess. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, traditionally, the Atlantic, right, the hot water comes up the left side, which is the east coast of the United States, kind of yeah. cools off as it gets up around Greenland and Iceland and then comes back down, you know, circles back down the, the coast of Europe, which would be Ireland, England, you know, yeah. France France, and Spain. And, yep. and, and you know, and then warms up as it goes down the coast of Africa. Yep. I don't know if the current changes or uh, or got some wrinkle in it somehow i don't know mm-hmm. well Nobody, you know i mean you know, all i just... they've talked about the fact that there's a lot of the ice up in the arctic is melting so the water up there is not as cool so it's probably not cooling off as much as it used to maybe that's it yeah you know and if you look at like the um the latitudes of of the uk um i mean they're up above like quebec you know yeah so montreal that's that's well so uh, they're fair fair all i'm saying is they're fairly northerly in terms of of their latitude so that has a lot to do with their their weather what, one of the one of the things about this climate change is it gets hotter or colder but all of it takes energy to change the temperature significantly at least in the the bubble we call a home, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and so to be able to do one or the other, depending on which way things go, is a tremendous advantage. And so I am feeling really good about living fairly close to a nuclear power plant today, because <laughs> I think that has a much longer life than I do. <laughs> and so I'm not going to have to worry about the, especially in the Midwest, where they got uh, snookered by a lot of these uh, wind and uh, and uh, solar farms that are first of all not full time. You know they they only just when the when the wind's blowing or sun's shining do they work. Right. Uh, battery technology is still way behind being affordable, especially for those things because the the, the uh, it's not the production of energy that's as expensive, but the storage is terribly expensive, and that's what they didn't tell you. You know. And yeah. therefore, they don't have much storage. So if, if it doesn't get used right now, just forget it. When the sun goes down, sorry, we're, it's off. You know, it's not re- and it's not re- right. reliable in the cold. Even uh, yeah. these systems. Well, like there's there's huge uh, solar electric plants um, right as you get to the state border between uh, Nevada and California, and uh, you know, and and they supply power to. Um, Las Vegas and lots of Southern California from from that. I mean, that's and that's great. But like you said, what do they do at nighttime? 
And, yeah. you know, I know we've talked about this before. And it's like, well, one of the more efficient ways is, you know, pump water up. And then when the water and then at night, let the water roll back down and, and push your generators. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can but do that. that. The problem is, is in California, water is in short supply and it's very valuable. Um, yeah. And this particular solar system is like in the middle of the desert. There's no water anywhere near for miles. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that problem has not been solved, right, is is how do we store energy? Power. That's right. And, and, and to level out the power over, uh, you know, the nighttime and daytime is a complex problem. And the only thing is storage somewhere, whether it's the material that you use to generate it is stored or whether it's the re- resulting energy stored in a battery. Yeah. They're both, they're both, you know, costly processes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, unless you can create a a uh, network of, of power generating systems that kind of go around the globe, right? So that and they're connected so that the sun's always hitting them somewhere. You know, so. the one thing that that they talked about some time ago, but you don't hear about it anymore is is the Earth's thermal layer. You know, if you dig down a mile, you, you get mm-hmm. pretty hot water down there, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh but I haven't heard anybody trying to harvest that with any uh, real success. But it's, you know, it's a natural uh, existing source of energy that's, that's down in the center of the earth. Now, it may have its problems, too, but it's 24 hours a day heat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> At least, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's a, an option, right? Yeah, I'm well, sure sure people have have looked at that, but I think you know when you're when you're. I mean, I don't know enough about the the pluses and minuses of that particular uh, access to to an energy source. But you'd gather that that it would be more talked about and more popular if there wasn't a lot of minuses. Yeah. The, oh, the the drilling can't be that cheap, you know, especially if it's big holes. Yeah. We need. Musk to use his boring company to just go straight down. <laughs> Drive a Tesla down there. It's only a mile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you drive 20 miles because you angle it, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so that you can drive in and out. Yeah. So. Anyway. Uh, well, I I put up an, another article here uh, that deals with uh, hearing aids, which... Uh, May may not interest you, but there's one aspect to it that does. Uh, at the very end of this article on, uh, uh, well, they, I've seen this MF small I before, but I didn't realize that that's the uh, made standard, for iPhone. Yeah, yeah, made made for iPhones uh, technology. But at the end of the article, they start talking about the uh, fact that uh, Apple could very well get into the what they. Somebody coined a term, the Apple Hear, or no, it was uh, hearing, hear pod. Yeah, hear pod, the eye ear, <laughs> whatever you want to call yeah, it. In, yeah, instead of the ear pod, the hear pod. Yeah. And, and, and apparently, you can already put the audio profile from your hearing test into the software somewhere for a, a home pod or a ear pod. I'm sorry. Air pod. Ear pod. Air pod, yeah. And and it will uh, adjust the hearing profile so that uh, it's it's effectively a hearing aid. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't aware of that. 
but I think what they're talking about is the next version of the operating system. I think right. it's coming. Well, it's you know, not- the, the, the FDA has changed their, their requirements for um, hearing aids in terms of medical devices and registration. And so you're going to see a lot of what was formerly a you know, $2,000 device market drop down to several hundred dollar device market. There's already companies that are talking about that. So yeah. I see yeah, no that... reason that they won't uh, take advantage of, uh, of um, you know, interfacing it... to phones. Yeah, because most people have phones these days, and why pay an additional uh, thousands of dollars when a lot of the functionality can be handled by the phone? Just just provide the device uh, and ta- tailor the the audio profile to what what your hearing test shows. Yeah, you know, so, you know what strikes me as interesting is they talk specifically about this one brand here, Otacon, um, and their hearing aids sit in a little charging stand. And I'm surprised that none of the hearing aids that have been out previously do that. They all use these little replaceable batteries. And so you guys spend a fortune going and buying these little battery packs that you have to swap out all the time. It's like, why, why don't they using rechargeable like, like everybody well, else in the world? Well, that's the latest technology. And, in fact, I'm going to use that as an argument to upgrade my existing hearing aids, which have the batteries in it, but because... They're malfunctioning now uh, on a regular basis. Uh, mm-hmm. They go to max volume, and, man, it just drives me crazy. Then they start squealing, and I walk into my bathroom with mm-hmm. any solid walls on either side, and I'm in, inundated with max sound in both ears. Yeah. You know, now that's not doing my hearing any good. You know, that's that's destroying it. So um, I may have a lawsuit against the VA for giving me faulty devices. I don't know. But... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Well, and you've had those. We've talked about this before. You've had those for like a decade. You should be eligible well, to upgrade at this point. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know an exact date when I got them, but that was the case when I went from analog finally to digital. See, my original hearing aids I had mm-hmm. for 12 years or something like that, and they finally traded them out. And, and boy, that was a big step. But this would could even be a bigger step if they, uh, mm-hmm. if they moved me. Well... I really don't have any complaints because they send the batteries. My batteries are free anyway. You know, ah, so I don't, okay. I don't have to buy them from VA. Okay. Now, that's not a, the case with, you know, somebody else who doesn't come to the VA. So Sure. I'm you know, the the cost isn't the the issue as much as just having to well, at least I I, I still like the on-off switch because when these things go out of control, the only way I can get that volume off max is to get it out of my ear, turn it off by opening the battery case and, and closing it. So mm-hmm. if I get a, a new rechargeable battery or hearing aid, I definitely want the ability to turn it off and on to reset it somehow to, yeah, you know, things aren't working right. You can always take it out of your ear. Yeah, definitely. So. You know, but I've been in the room when the thing starts squealing, and I can hear it from across the room, so I can't imagine what it's like, you know, in your oh, ear. Oh, it's just... It's crazy. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, it's interesting to see that uh, this kind of capability is is either existing somewhere that I can get my hands on it here before too long. It says all I need is a uh, iOS 15 or later, which is what I have. Uh, I can import the audiogram somehow into settings. So I, I, I haven't investigated that yet. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't have an audiogram in digital form now, so I'm not just sure where I get that. You know, how how do I how do I do that? You know, that's not some that's not something they gave me. You know, they program my hearing aids with it that they have it stored on their devices somewhere. Right there, they have their profile. Well, right. with with AirPods, when you, there is a you can you can go into settings and there is a a, a a fitment test that that goes through that and kind of like you know I, I can I, draw one in, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know that. Yeah, I you don't really have any control over it. it. Just you know you just kind of like run the test and and answer the questions as it's making sounds in your ear. Ah, uh, you know. So, but they say do it in a quiet place. The irony oh, really? is, yeah, I've tried it a couple times. Um, apparently, one of my AirPods never fits in my ear right because I never get a good seal, so I never get past that. Uh, and, well, you know, I don't know what to do. I mean, it f- seems like it's fitting to me, but they don't think it's fitting, so it's not isolating me from sound as well as it could. By, by the way, while we're on this hearing business, uh, I, I wanted to talk about uh, the uh, Beats hearing Air, AirPods, they call them Beats Pods, I guess. Well, yeah. but anyway, Beats Pro is is the one I got. Uh, was on sale through the Amazon uh, sale last week. Oh, uh huh. Big Prime. So you got, Prime you got sale. new. You got new. Uh... Yeah. So I I ordered it because I remembered that it had longer uh, operating time. Right. It was only four and a half hours for the AirPod Pro, and it was six hours. Plus for the Beats, right? So I it said, was six in the AirPod threes that you bought too, though. So I mean, you buy a lot yeah. of air, air, but the, but the AirPod threes don't have the noise canceling, the isolation. Well, the AirPod threes fall out of my ear. That's the biggest problem with them. I ah. I can't find anything to, you know, not mm-hmm. having that little thing that sticks in the into your ear. You don't get any seal or anything. I mean, right? It's just yeah, well, really it just crappy. sits there like it sits there like the original AirPods, but they changed the shape. I know several people I know who have talked about that problem. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, the that's another thing that the uh, Beats takes care of. They have this little hook thing that goes up to another part of your ear, so it stays in your ear much better mm-hmm. than the AirPods. It's yeah. not not just the little rubber ring. It's it's the whole right. Yeah, it doesn't uh, wrap around your ear. It's like a little wing that pushes up into the into the curve of your ear to hold so, it in there. So I I love the comfort of it. It's mm-hmm. better than the AirPods, and let me tell you the the clincher. It sounds much better than the AirPod Pro. I know they hinted at that that before, but I thought I poop pooed it, and I thought, well, that's somebody's imagination. No, it's mm-hmm. not. This is far better than the AirPod Pro, in well, my personal from, opinion. Yeah, from what I've read is that they essentially uh, well, all of the Beats stuff has a different sound profile. They tend to um, emphasize bass more than Apple does. And so um, they're more bass driven, and so you you know you're probably getting and hearing some some um, lower tones that you wouldn't hear from the from the um, Apple branded products. Um, I bought those exact same uh, headphones or Air AirPod or what are they, Beats Pro pods for uh, for my daughter for her birthday in June. And uh, she likes them. She says that the little wing every once in a while, if she's had them in along for a while, tends to bother her ear a little bit. But she says they stay in pretty good. But my thought was she was she had tried um, some AirPod threes, which because she had just the original AirPod, and of course you can still buy those. 
Um, she yeah. had some AirPod. Or her sister bought AirPod threes and hated them. Um, and but her mother has AirPod threes, and so when she was visiting, she tried those, and she thought they didn't fit in her ear right either. And so, um, um, so she was going to get AirPod Pros, and I suggested she try these. And so we bought them and said, well, you know, you've got, we bought them from Apple. You could, you've got 14 days to decide if you like them or not. And she's kept them. So, yeah. Oh, I, like I said, I'm really sold on mine. I've only had them about three or four days. Yeah. And I, and, and I put my pros down because they had a problem. I, I understand that there was some issue that, uh, there was a recall on it and I'm going to investigate that yeah. so that maybe I can get them replaced. But uh, but I'm not going to pay to anything to have them repaired, you know, right. because as far as I was concerned, uh, that one AirPod was was yeah. you know broke broken, you know. Yeah, I had one of my AirPod Pros replaced um, on as part of that recall because it was um, causing these like little popping, crackling noises in it. That's that's what mine does. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it seems so like that's a. Did a they known charge thing. you anything to replace it? No. No, when I took it in, they went through a series of tests to see if, you know, to verify that was the issue. And then they, they, uh, then they gave me a new left ear. So uh, the right gotcha. ear wasn't causing any problems. They brought out a, a, a left ear and they replaced it. It's okay. Well, maybe I'll, fine. maybe I'll go down to the Apple store with mine and mm-hmm. if, if, I, if they'll give me something. Yeah. I'll well, certainly take it, it depends on how long you've had them, too, I think, you know. Um, so. But can't hurt to ask, right? That's right. Yeah, and I, I like. I haven't been out down to the Apple Store in years, so yeah. I'd like to just get out and do that. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. that in a mall, I can tool around with my electric scooter and sure get around just fine. You sure. know, well, you can make an appointment so you don't have to wait too long, and and uh, you can look at the uh, M1 and M2 based computers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I. 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 I keep. Kind of going around and around. I'm looking. Uh, the other day, I sort of did a search to see if I could buy a, uh, a re, uh, re uh, repo kind Reser- of a, yeah refurbished. Refurbished. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> and and I found what I thought was a pretty good price, but then I realized that gee, that's still too much. Yeah. More than I want to spend on a computer. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, in fact, the best thing that I found was a 21-inch iMac with the M1 chip in it, mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned, because at least I got a nice large display. I'm not sure that I'll bring it into, you know, that I would use it that much, but, though, because it's not portable. Yeah. But I, but I really want a large display. That's yeah. the thing I, that, uh, you know, if I were to buy a notebook, I would probably say the 16 inch is the only one that's acceptable. Yeah, because my it's my eyesight's the issue. Right. Well, it becomes less of a portable thing when you get it bigger and bigger too, you know. Well, I yeah. mean, you know, you, you it's not that big a deal to set it up in your office and have a computer that you go and use there when you need to use a computer. You know, it's like um, yeah. when you need that functionality, you go use that device. You know, a l- large chunk of what you can what you do is and can do and want to do you can do with your iPad. But you know, when there's that thing you want to do, and you can also you know get an inexpensive. 4K TV and set that in front of you. Now you got a huge screen, 4K yeah. monitor. You know, get an uh, Apple Mini, Mac Mini. Well, by the time I buy a Mac Mini and a monitor, I think I've spent more than I would have got this 21 inch. Yeah, iMac for probably. Uh, and, probably, and, and, but then it, you can even it, go bigger. You can go up to you know 
40 and inch it, screen. And, and it, it included the keyboard with the uh, touch uh, uh, button, you know? Yeah, uh, touch ID. ID. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I thought that was kind of cool feature. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. Well, and as as Apple and the rest of the world starts to transition away from passport uh, pass co- passwords and into pass codes, uh, touch ID is going to become more and more important. You know. Uh, that right. Now, I think yeah. Apple will leverage their ability to intercommunicate between their devices, and so you know it'll, they'll use the the pass codes with your phone to unlock your computer for you. That kind of thing. I think that's the that's more likely what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, they'll certainly for the for the devices that have Touch ID on them or Face ID on them. They'll, yeah. You know, they won't need you won't need the um, your phone, but right. uh, but the phone's an option. You know, especially for the older devices that don't have those things. You know. Yeah. The only thing that's keeping me with a smartphone, though, is the navigation feature. And and in fact, I thought about. How would it be if I were to take my iPad with me in the car? It's a little bit big. If I don't have okay, a place you just to shifted gears. You just shifted gears. So we were talking about the phone as a device to unlock. You're saying you you you're don't even care if you have a smartphone anymore at this point. That's right. I'm okay. thinking if I had an iPad, that's enough. Right. You know, I definitely want my iPad. That's my prime device. Right. You know. Well, maybe so, you start carrying around an iPad Mini. Of course, if you do that, you still got to carry around then a candy bar phone because you do want a phone for no. emergency calls no no the mini ipad doesn't do me any good at all i want the biggest ipad i can get right <laughs> uh, anything i want to read from i gotta have big you know right and and it's a far better device than a computer beca- because i can always squeeze to get the, the letters bigger if i have to mm-hmm. you know i don't like to do that all the time you know but, you can boy, do that I on can... your computer too uh, touch screen computer? No, I said you can make the 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 words bigger on your computer too. Not not like you can on the iPad. They well, it, close. the the you way can't. you do it is different, but you can do it. Is all I'm saying. Oh sure, yeah, I know, but that that's the beauty of the iPad. That that pinch mode is wonderful. I do it all the time for pictures, just because I like things. Yeah, blowing Zoom, up, you know? zooming in and out. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, that uh, I I'm 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 good. Really getting excited about the hearing aid thing uh, getting better, so that yeah. I can use use my my new Beats thing and put it in, so that I can amplify the treble, which is where my hearing loss is, right. in some some manner, and then it'll be really great. Uh, and somehow it's connected with the. Uh, there's two features on these ear pods and things that one is to uh, to cancel the uh, background noise, but the mm-hmm. other one is to actually allow it in pass through yeah and and that's the one that w- would allow me to listen to my wife in the room and and but make it clearer by amplifying uh, the treble if mm-hmm. I could so, yeah in pass through mode right. Yeah, well, and in fact, there's a, a, a. We have to look into it. Um, maybe I'll do that, and we can talk about it next time and, and share it. And you can share your experiences. There is a mode where they also use the three speaker array on your phone to enhance your listening capability. And Apple showed this a couple of years ago, 
where you would then um, like take your phone and set it on a table in between you and somebody else in a restaurant. And the microphones on the phone then help you hear the person that's sitting across from you in a noisy room. Really? What do they call that? I don't remember, but I remember them talking about it, and I don't remember what, uh, what, how that worked or what it was, but uh, I'll have to look into it. Huh. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, there were a couple additional articles that I caught here just because they seem to have a, a new capability that's coming. I'm, I, I know this back button thing works today, but the but the live caption for FaceTime calls is uh, is coming with the new operating system. Uh, and I don't know that that's a really big thing, but because I have difficulty hearing, uh, uh, captions are useful to me, at least on the TV. So generally, I have them running there. And so if I FaceTime somebody, I could then have the same kind of capability so that if I missed what they said... Uh, uh, then uh, I could read it, you know? Right. Yeah, the the live translation. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of, it's like, that's like having um, subtitles going on live when you're talking to somebody, which is right. one of those things that, you know, when they do their, um, their AR headset slash glasses, that's another function that they could have, right, that, that nobody's talked about. Everybody talks right. about the... Um, you know the, the audio mapping, or the video, the mapping yeah. and the overlaying of of uh, information about people you're talking to. Well, one of the things they can do is also overlay what they're saying. <laughs> so right. I just sent you an article on Live Listen, which is the feature we were talking about. So if you go to Settings and Control Center, Control Center, and scroll down to Hearing, there's a plus icon next to the word Hearing, and that then opens up the. Uh, um, the uh, the ability to go to live listen. And live listen will then uh, use the speakers on your iPhone to feed audio into your ear earbuds. Now, this hearing is for earbuds only, not hearing aids. That's as I understand it, yes. So something we can play with afterwards right now, you know, let's not yeah. do it while we're going live. But uh, but I think I'll play with it and see what I can see, and you do the same, and we'll see how we can adjust it and be interesting. Well, I already have on my control panel an ear, and I don't recall what that does for me, but I can try it. I've already displayed it, you know, so I can touch it, but, but I haven't used it. I guess I knew this at some time, but it just hadn't hadn't messed around with it. Yeah, I or don't it think it's it's uh, what is it? Yeah, it's hearing. Yeah, it's the blue thing with an ear. So some people have looked at that before. It, I see it. It's when I touch the button, it says back, one of the choices is background sounds, and I can turn them off uh -huh. or live listen compatible with audio device to use live listen or connect to a compatible audio device right so when you put your your uh yeah your beats in your ear then you should be able to try that and see what see how it works yeah okay compare that to your hearing aids i'm sure it's not going to be the same but yeah. uh but you think about it they've got pretty good sound and 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 microphone control on on the phones now yep you know, and there's a multiple microphone array on your phone. It's not just one microphone anymore. 
You know, always well, makes me, it makes me laugh when people say that they don't want a a, um, a smart speaker in the house that it makes them nervous that they don't want to be to have that there because they're listening. And I'm going, you realize you're walking around with microphones on your watch, multiple microphones <laughs> on your phone. Um, yeah. I mean, you're carrying the microphones with you everywhere you go, and yet you're worried about that one sitting across the room. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't care. That one looks like it's ominous. <laughs> yeah, somebody's listening on it's, that one. It's the gray cylinder, <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, well it's exactly the, the, the same re- stuff that's happening on your phone. The, the reality of this is there are millions of people uh, with these devices Therefore, the, that many microphones, and if they're bringing it back to Apple, they they don't have anybody l- listening to it. And I know they're not trans uh, uh, converting it to text or something, and are, and they're not storing it because it would take an infinite amount of storage. Right. Well, and Apple has yeah. very specifically said they make all this stuff happen on device. That's been actually uh, a a a handicap for them when they're when they're being compared to some of the features and functionality that that Google has. Um, yeah. with with voice recognition and stuff. But Apple's very specific about saying, we don't want this stuff. We want it to do it on device so that it's yours. It's your data. We can't be subpoenaed for it because we don't have it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be so, um, interesting to, to, to play with that. No, the reason I mention that is I've actually had that conversation with, with, with uh, my mom, your wife, who said she doesn't want those speakers in her house. And I'm like, you realize, you know, she was sitting on the couch with her phone and her iPad and her watch. And I'm like, you realize you've got (laughs) like eight speakers right there or eight microphones right there. I mean, within arm's reach of you that are exactly doing exactly, literally exactly the same thing that 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 little uh, home pod would do. So if you if you just yelled out, hey, Shlomo, I won't say it, but I mean, you know, into the mm-hmm. into the ether, one of those devices is going to answer you, right? Because <laughs> right. they're listening for that keyword all the time. Yeah, you know, so. it's like I guess if you just don't think about it, it doesn't creep you out, but it's still there. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, that iOS 16 that's still out there is coming with a new thing: uh, how to remotely access your Mac from an iPhone. Uh, basically, that's marrying the uh, M1 Max to your iPhone in a much more intimate way. Uh, and so it's that's why I said getting close. That's my typing there uh, in addition to the topic. And uh, so there's a way to allow uh, your computer and your phone to, to, in, to interact in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you have to set it up starting with the computer, uh, and it's got to be an M1 Mac. So anyway, I just put it in here just because I thought, hey, that sounds like an interesting place to kind of explore what the possibilities are that they've set this. uh, It's interesting they're building it into the OS. I have been able to do this for years and do it from my iPad, my iPhone, and my Mac back and forth. I can, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just access is not the important thing. It's the, the level at which you can, can make the connection so that you can maybe do some new things. That's, that's all I'm pointing out. Right. That, uh, so I'm, 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 mm-hmm. I, I, I brought it in here and I, when the OS or 
OS 16 gets out, then I want to kind of see what the heck that really means. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I've got an app that uses the VNC protocol that allows me to attach to my computer remotely, and I can do it from my phone or my iPad. And I can, uh, I've had my daughters turn it on so I can, you know, uh, help them troubleshoot when they have computer problems. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's the fact that they're building it in is nice, but, uh, I, the one I use is called jump desktop and it's available on, I have that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I played around with that for a while. Yeah. And it works fine. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I suspect that since since this is basically running on the same chip now mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, with the with the M1s that they're venturing out to is explore some new uh, possibilities yeah uh, or maybe at least do the 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 passing of control information at a lower level because they can send literally they can send the same you know same commands to processors whereas they could not do that previously you know yeah. it was at a higher higher level in the in the stack but they talk about you know um uh vnc viewer app built into the system um on your iphone so i i think they're still doing it at the at least from what i'm reading here it's it's vnc which is um a, a standard for remote controlling things you know uh, it's nice that they're building it into the os so that there's some stuff there but uh yeah, what does that be? Virtual network something? What's that DNC Control, mean? probably. Virtual could network be. computing. Virtual network uh, computing, I think. Yeah, could be. I, I've heard it before, but I, they, they, they use the term here, but don't explain it, you know? But it, uh, yeah. Yeah. Virtual network computing, VNC. Yeah. By the way, this particular page that's on the slash gear mm-hmm. that we're on is uh, many, many articles. There were some further on down that I thought were kind of neat, but that you have to know how far to scroll, you know. I don't like the way it's organized. So, like, if you want to go just to one particular article in here, you can't just bring that to the top. You see what I'm saying? And there, each of these articles are not very related, you know, what's right. Well, that's, that's, uh, there's a lot of websites that do that where they, the, essentially you're just tagging a spot in a, in a ongoing feed. And so, yeah. um, you know, there's lots of, you just, you can keep scrolling. The idea is you get to the bottom, you see the next headline, you think, Oh, that might be interesting. You keep reading. Uh, yeah. um, and it's just, that's just part of their page design. You know, but when they send out links to it, they send a link to one specific story, and that's the one that comes in at the top, and then you just can scroll down from there. Right. But if you sent somebody this page with the intention that they read some story that's further down the page, you know, how how are they going to know what it was you really wanted to get their attention on, you know? Yeah. If you uh, If you scroll down to the subsequent spot on the page in html they've marked that as a link and your address bar actually changes so if you were to copy that address bar after you scroll down to the next story like the next one i see is tech from 2021 that changed our lives forever as soon as i roll down to that page then my my link at the top changes to match that so i would that's what i would send to somebody if i wanted to share that so 
Oh, so I they, see. They've thought about it. What's the tech from 2021 that's changed our lives forever? There's, oh, so they, they, they mentioned the iPhone 13, the Pixel 6. Molecule hybrid mattress is tech that's changed our lives. For, you know, I don't have any of these things, and I don't feel like my uh, life has been changed forever. Um, yeah. Third-generation Apple AirPods. I mean, I've got family members who have them and don't like them, so I don't know how that's going to change everybody's life forever either. Ah, yeah. Beats Fit Pro. Now, that's the one you just got. That is a 2021 um, product. And you say they're they're wonderful. Yeah. Well, I had, I, I, oh, you you expanded that article, or what did you I do? I just scrolled down. I just scrolling down. Yeah. Keep just keep scrolling. Amazon Paper White Signature Edition. Oh, oh, I see. Ninth generation. Oh, I oh, I see. These are all part part of that top article of. Whatever, 13 things that changed your Yeah, it was life, tech right? from 2021 that changed our lives forever. iPad, okay. the new iPad mini, Microsoft Surface Laptop Studio. I'm going, yeah, okay. These are all sort of improvements over stuff that existed before 2021. The, I don't see anything the, that's brand new and, like, earth-shattering. Ninth generation iPad. I, I lost track of what generations mean anymore. Well, yeah, well, generation, that's just the newest one. Yeah. That one they put in, um, what is it, the stage? I'm going to mess up the name. Oh, of yeah. It. I know what you mean. Where, they... where, the, where the camera pans and scans. Wide angle. Yeah, it's, yeah it's a wide angle. Center, center stage. Center stage. Center that's stage. right, yeah. So it, it does like a pan and scan and keeps you, or if somebody joins your group, it widens up a little bit to enjoy, to, to show everybody. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, everything in that list. Is is a product that pre-existed 2021. They ju- the, the the what they're showing you is a new one that's more refined than the one that it, it replaced. There's yeah. literally nothing in this list that was like new and earth-shattering that you're like, wow, never seen one of those before. Oh, now I I went down far enough. I must be at the end of that article, and it says next up, Flash yep. Gears Best of CES 2022. Right. Okay. Hey, there's a, uh, a camera that uses Hasselblad lenses. How about that? I the see one that. The OnePlus 10 Pro. Yeah. Okay. Kind of a neat-looking car. The Mercedes-Benz Vision EQXX. Of course, that, it, it's a concept car, so Mercedes doesn't make it. And if they did, they would charge, you know, what an average house costs. But, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sometimes these lists, I, I, I wonder, you know, it's like, yeah, well, we need something here. Go make a list. Yeah. <laughs> so air, air mattresses. I've, I've, uh, never been a fan of air mattresses. I, I did have a water mattress at one time and it, it was sort of okay, but I didn't think I wanted to be sleeping and going squashing around, yeah. you know, the, 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 thing that made it tolerable is that for a king size bed we could break up the sides so that right. my wife and I your air mattress different... was different than a lot of air mattresses though in that it was uh tubes of water water mattress right. it was yeah. tubes of water and you could replace the water with foam if you wanted so that if you didn't want the water I that's don't know. right for me the problem with both air and and water mattresses is, is lack of stability. It's like it's it, it's you know anytime you move it echoes that move too much. 
Right. You know, and yours was the best solution to that in terms of water mattresses I'd ever seen because it was basically a foam shell that you laid water tubes into and then a foam pad over the top of it. So, that, so it was there yeah, was that's water, why but we it tried it you isolated know? you from all the movement and waviness. You know, well, mom, mom got rid of the water right away. Yeah, and she, she just it. kept hers the foam. You know. Yeah, she was like, nope. Doesn't work for but, me. But the other thing about it is it didn't have near as much water in it besides the tubes running down in it mm-hmm. because the problem with water was that you had to keep the things warm. Otherwise, you'd get in the bed. It was like an icy cold bed. Yeah, like laying on a you lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it was something new and different. And so they, mm-hmm. these outfits sell that stuff. But then once you've had that experience, they'll wait for another generation to do it over again, you know, <laughs> to learn, yeah. oh, I didn't really like this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it was a, a very different um, sleeping system than what we're used to. You know, the other one that's real big out there that's an airbed is those uh, sleep number systems, right? And uh, right. I stayed at a hotel one time that had a sleep number system. My daughter and I were going to a um, uh, swimming uh, com- uh, convention type thing. And yeah. so, uh, you know, we had two queen beds and we both got to figure out what our sleep number was all night long. I'm pushing buttons, trying to make it firmer, less firm, trying to figure out what's comfortable. I basically tossed and turned all night. I hated it. She basically deflated it and was just laying on the foam underlayment <laughs> and, and she's, <laughs> and she slept. Her sleep number is zero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like a sleep number. I yeah. did, away, did away with it. She said, oh, it was comfortable. And I'm like, well, you didn't really sleep on the sleep number. You just sort of slept on the foam underneath because you deflated the thing. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, I don't know, she was probably 13 or 14 at the time. I'm like, well, at least one of us got a good night's sleep. I was really disappointed because I thought the sleep number bed was kind of a cool idea. And I thought, oh, cool, maybe I'll get us one of these. And after one night of, of hassling with the stupid thing, I went, nope. Nope, never again. <laughs> yeah, they should never sell those to you until you've tried them somewhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, it, and, it and that was the perfect to... opportunity. It was, you know, in a hotel room where, you know, it's you know, like you're not going to sleep in the showroom of a, you know, I mean, you can lay down on a bed for a moment in a showroom. But, uh, you know, I actually got a full night's sleep or attempted full night's sleep on this thing and went, yeah, this is terrible. Yeah. I was not happy with it at all, so. You know, but for somebody else, it may be perfect. You know, everybody's got their thing. Yeah. I, I, I went on further down. I don't know if you saw the level one chargers for electric vehicles and then level two chargers for EV owners. So it's a different company, Bosch, that sells the, right at least the thing. Uh, it, it looks smaller than what I had thought it would would be, you know. Yeah, I don't know um, which article did you scroll down and then find that article on? Well, there's first you come to what's called a level one charger. No, no, no. I'm saying which which link were you on that you scrolled down and found the story about the chargers? Oh, uh, the one we were just talking about was uh, just above it. Let's see. BMW, wherever that was. BMW, no. We didn't talk about BMW. Well, no. I, there was uh, a Mercedes uh, car 
thing. We were on oh, this, that, that, this last gear. Per, yeah, further on down from Mercedes. Just keep on going. Okay. I guess, I guess I went further than I realized. It had a bunch of different articles. And uh, it's got level one, level two, and level three. Yeah. But I'd never really considered, you know, what the apparatus right. was to, to I've, do I've that. read about that. Um, you know, I mean, obviously not having an electric car, I don't care that much. But I've read about the different um, uh, level let up, level of chargers that are out there. And, uh, and uh, you know, if you're an um, electric car person, the length of time and the amount of energy that you need to charge your car, you know, can vary. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think all of them can work with like, you know, the highest, like the level three, you know, you might have a car that only works with level one or level two. You know, I I don't, I could be wrong. Well, if I was going to buy electric cars, I'd certainly want to know all that. Well, uh, I got down to a point where it says non Tesla cars can't use superchargers. Well, the, so that's, that's the, the supercharger is a branded Tesla charger. That doesn't have anything to do with level one, two, and three. That just has to do with, you know, supercharger uh, is Tesla's brand. Uh, so I thought that was the level three is why they had Well, it they may there. be level three, but they're, but they're Tesla branded chargers, and they won't let anybody else charge on their charging system. Yeah. You know, and as we've said before, I mean, that was one of the things that, that Musk did you know, was smart in doing was building out this infrastructure to charge his, his cars too. I mean, you couldn't sell, you, you could not sell a viable electric car if there wasn't places to charge them up. And so he, you know, attacked that aspect of the problem as well. Yep. But, you know, if you don't have a, a, a if you have an electric, that's a non Tesla, there's a variety of companies that, that, maintain charging stations around the country uh, but you need to know where they are what level they are how long you have to charge and then um, uh, you know are they available you know when you get there is there somebody else yeah. charging or or when you get there has you know somebody damaged the facility because it's not maintained well and so you uh-huh. can't actually charge there because I've read that that's a problem for people too. They get there, and just like the old payphones, somebody's cut the cable on the thing, and oh, so boy. now you can't use it. Huh? Yeah. I read an then article. They... Was it a couple weeks ago? The last payphone in New York City was pulled out. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A it's, bygone it's era. That, it's funny that it's hung around this long. You know yeah. why did? It, why did it get left there? Yeah, I wonder if it's just there. There were so many payphones in the city that it just took them that long to get to the last one and pull it out. You know, could could have been. You know, you know, and how much use was it getting? Right at this point, but yeah, yeah. Who carries coins around? Is the first question. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and my question too is, when was the last time a call was placed from that phone? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you see the article where somebody was complaining they were they were offering uh, uh, a certain percentage back if you would just bring change because the stores still have to make change for cash customers right and uh, there's a lot of plenty of money out there but people are just dropping it in their little jars at yeah. home or whatever yeah, everybody has because a they jar don't want to carry it around box. in their pockets yeah so I I don't carry change anymore I have a place in the car where I leave a certain amount of it but yeah you know. But I, I never leave it in my pocket. 
Yeah. No, I, I'm that way, too. I, it's like I, I don't carry it. As soon as I get home, I empty it out. I try to empty it out of the car, too, because what happens is the little tray in the car overspills, and every time I go around a corner, change goes sloshing out, and I don't like that either. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, t- I tend to collect all the quarters out of it, and I roll the quarters because there's times when there's still vending machines and stuff where you can use quarters. So I keep quarters handy. Yeah, you know. quarters are enough that it's spend what I consider spendable, maybe worth having, yeah. you know. But the, the today, a penny, nickel, and a dime, who wants to mess with that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, when I, um, a, a few, a month or two ago, I guess, uh, did a, um, I guess it was just in June, so it wasn't that long ago, we did a yard sale. And my lowest price on everything was a dollar. I just refused yeah. to deal with coins. It was like, you know, it, I had some old towels that quite a few people actually wanted towels. And they were like, you know, dollar seems a little steep for towels. I said, okay, then two for a dollar. <laughs> but, I'm, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not dealing with change, period. Don't have any, you know. Yep. yep. I, I'm just not going to do it. So. Uh, times they are a changing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm not dealing with change. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm about. I see, uh, oh, I I'm, see, I'm a, go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to warn you, I'm I'm down to below 5%. Okay. So. Well, we're about time to wrap up. And I think we've gone through most of this. We didn't talk about the air quotes here, secret button on the back of the iPhone. But we've talked about that before. I don't know if you remember. It's just the back tap feature, which you can yeah, turn on. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And it's under a handicap thing. Right. Uh, is where we use yeah. it. Uh, I have mine set up to double tap. Um, if I double tap the back of my phone, it turns on Shazam. So if I hear any music and I want to know who that is, I double tap the back of my phone and Shazam pops up and listens to it for a second and then tells you who's playing and what album it's on, and uh, which I like. And then I, if I triple tap, then it turns on the flashlight. Ah, uh, well, I have a flashlight on control on the front of mine, so. Well, I do too, but. I don't always like if I'm using the phone and it's unlocked, the little flashlight control's not there. I can yeah. just triple tap and it'll turn on the flashlight so I can use the flashlight. Yeah, that, that's that's the real issue is what's important enough or more fitting to, mm. to, to that button, you know? Yeah, figure out what works for you. I use the Shazam thing fairly often. The flashlight... I, I've left it there sort of as a default, but I, I don't use it that often. And every once in a while... You know, my phone will get jostled in my pocket or I'll, like, toss it on my bed or something, and it'll turn the flashlight on randomly, uh, you know, and, yeah. that, and that's a little irritating. So I may turn off the flashlight functionality and do something else because I don't want it to come on and me not realize it's on and then have it, you know, find out my battery's dead because I left the dumb flashlight on. Yeah, because I don't hear too well. I use my flashlight to flash whenever my phone rings. I have that turned on, too. And that's especially good at night, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, oh. get your attention. Yeah, I have my volume turned off on my phone. And yeah. so it, it vibrates and flashes the light. And that's enough to get my attention usually. Yeah. So. Yep. So, yeah, I, I kind of, I, that's that's the way mine's set up too. So. Yeah. I think we talked about that when I was out there visiting last time, and that's when you set that up. Possibly, yeah. I seem to remember having that conversation. So, 
Okay, uh, so I think we're kind of gone through everything is what you're saying, and we don't have a whole lot of battery power left. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, it's it's going down pretty fast, so yeah. I can't I can't think of anything off the top of my head. It seemed yeah. like there was... I was going to say, we went through most of the the stuff that was in the rundown list. Let's see, is there stuff from last uh, last week that we said was left over that we really need to cover here? Uh, well, I was going to ask you if you got anything cool from Prime Day, but apparently you got yourself some earphones, right? You got your Beats Yeah, Pro. that was uh, that was the one thing. Is I thought about the fact that I was going to have to do something pretty soon because I just couldn't use my uh airpod pro anymore uh and i i could have gotten fixed but i had so certain time to make a decision and i thought well gee that's a pretty good price i forgot what i gave for them but uh, mm-hmm. it was uh it was a 60 dollars savings off the normal price yeah and i thought hey that's pretty substantial yeah yeah uh, i bought a new keyboard for my um computer oh you were waiting for me to ask what you bought oh no no, I wasn't. I just was trying. I actually, I literally was like, I went, you know what I did? Well, we, while you were talking about that, I, I went to Amazon and, and looked and said, did I buy anything during Prime Day? <laughs> what did I get? Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did get the keyboard that's sitting right here in front of me. Um, I bought a keyboard mm-hmm. from uh, a company called Keychron, and it uses um, uh, the uh, Gatron G Pro Brown switches and its actual mechanical switch keyboard again, which I like instead of the little chiclet keys like that are on all the laptops now and on all oh. of the Apple keyboards. I have a real keyboard with real keys again. And ah. the only thing I will say is that it's a little clickety clackety. Yeah, well, you know? that's what that's what you want. Real feedback, right? Yeah. But of the ones, I the, the the brown switches are are quieter, but there's but there's still a little bit of a feel of a detent to them. Um, yeah, it's I, I, it's taken me a little bit of time to get used to it. I, I tend to you know I'm, I kind of miss hit a couple keys, but as I as I get more used to typing on a real keyboard again, it's like yes, this feels right. Yeah, you know. Well, I I I wish I had. Uh, uh, we we just finished our landscaping yesterday. Uh, on our backyard. Oh right, yeah. You were talking. And about I've that. and I've got a fountain now that I want to put a timer on. Mm-hmm. And I also have new grass that I want to be sure gets watered. But the for that one, I'd like to see if there's any kind of a of a flow rate control right. thing on the hose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so there's a few little yard things like that that I want to get, uh, uh, so that I'm all automated. And then next month I get a new awning. Put on a uh, sunsetter uh, that rolls out mm-hmm. and, and covers our windows where the wind come or the west sun comes in in the afternoon. I I should have had it now, so it's getting to be by, by August. It'll be a little late in the summer, but at least uh, we're still catch some of the summer sun. But uh, I'm I'm anxious to get that. It's 12 foot wide by 10 foot out. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll be nice. Yeah, it'll keep a substantial part of our patio a little cooler, but mainly mm-hmm. keep the sun from come blaring in sure. a large windows in the living room. Yeah, that those west facing windows in the living room that'll that'll provide some shade. Yep. I remember when you were when you were building that house, that was one of the options was to kind of build out that patio more, and you guys chose not to do it. But I'm glad to see you're going back and doing some some stuff. Well, it's not like a in, you're not doing a built in patio room per se, but 
But uh, but the nice thing about those sunsetters is if you want to let the sun shine in, you can. You just hit the button and yep. roll it up. Yep, and you can stop it anywhere along the way. So I could just put it down a little bit to, you know, cover the top window that doesn't. I, I had mm -hmm. uh, pulled down uh, uh, drapes, not drapes, uh, ro roller shades on the inside, mm -hmm. but but they don't cover the transom uh, at the top. There's uh, about a foot high window that doesn't have any way to block the sun, mm -hmm. you know, and the shade that shade will do that. So I, I can see at times maybe just putting it out enough to, to keep the sun from coming in there. You know, especially if I'm not going to sit outside. Right. But even so, if I keep it off the rest of the windows, I can, you know, by putting it as far out as I can, it'll save the heat coming in the in the room. Yeah. And there's a lot, a lot of heat comes in there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh Glad to get that done, and and the fellow that we got to do it for us is really a wonderful guy. He's from Romania. Actually, he's not. He's from a neighboring country that's small, and I can't think of the name of it. It's the place where they have the Dracula. Uh, what's Dracula story is from? Transylvania. Trans Tra Transylvania. That's it. Anyway, uh, he's going to do our uh, bleh, bleh. Uh, surround of our electric fireplace as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he'll be back to do some more work when the parts come in for that. Uh, cool. I know that's one of those things that uh, has been pending for a while for you, so I'm glad to hear you're getting that yeah, done. Yeah, he's, he's a really skilled guy, and he does all kinds of different work, and he has several different crews that are out around, so he's he's a pretty good businessman, I think. Yeah. And the thing, the thing I really like about him compared to the other guys is that he knows house codes. He really knows what's, you know, how to do things and do them right. In other words, and, he's a contractor who actually has educated himself on what's legal and not legal and what's safe and not safe to do in a house. That's right. Because, see, I ask other people about these kind of things. Well, is, can you do this? And they kind of hemmed and hawed. You know, I says, okay, so you don't know. You know, I didn't say that, but yeah. in my mind. Uh, and uh, I just want somebody to do it Right. Right. I wonder how. Um, I'm, I'm just curious. Him, you know, being from uh, you just said R Romania, um, Transylvania is not an actual like um, uh, functioning country at this point. Um, that you know, it, it's an area of of the. Um, but but they're right next to uh, Moldova, which is, and they also share a border with Ukraine. And so I wonder how nervous things are for Romanians these days. Well, his wife is still over there, uh, and uh, he, uh, one of the guys that worked for him, Raul, which sounds like a Spanish name, uh, is from uh, another country there. So I suspect that there's a lot of migrants that are moving into this country uh, from that far, you know, Eastern Europe. Running from war, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why do they want to go back? You know, they've escaped disaster once. You just don't go back to that kind of place, even though you've got family there or whatever. And, you know, it's it's, it's just a shame, but that's the way the world is. And and there's no way that the, the, uh, uh, Ukraine is ever going to be a part of NATO, you know. But, but what he ended up getting is Finland as well, and that's a touchy situation. So, you know, I, I don't know how that's going to all work out over there. 
but it's just awful to have neighbors like like the Russians. You know, they don't they don't give a rat's about people at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a terrible thing. I mean, you know, it's 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 it was all over our news for a while, and now it's sort of like lessened. But well, but, well, it's be, it's because ultimately you can see this is a money sink that's going to go on and on and on and on. Well, and the question the, is, we just we just left a country in Asia, you know, uh, the, the embarrassment right after Biden came into office that withdrawal was totally mishandled and. And the whole idea was to get get out of there with, with you yeah, know, some of our property, yeah, and he left that behind. Even you know, don't get into uh, a never-ending war, right? And and so yeah. the question is, is it you know, uh, with us, you know, feeding uh, weapons and and uh, and and support structure to Ukraine, is that going to be a never-ending thing too? Yeah, because uh, you know the Russians' attitude is, we'll just keep hammering away till you give up. Yeah, and and the problem, the other problem we have in this country is that uh, we really do have a war industry that uh, has been active at work pushing this kind of thing, even though it's risking the Third World War. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a dangerous situation in the world, and I I just don't want us playing those games. I don't know about you, but I mean, it makes me a bit nervous. And even though I made a military career out of it, I I just don't think we need to be uh, doing a lot of this stuff. Although I mm-hmm. I well, is under- the alternative letting Russia run over Ukraine and then Moldova, and suddenly now they've rebuilt the Soviet Union because they'll, you know, well, if they take Ukraine and Moldova, you don't think that they will also pressure Romania and you know they already well, basically control Belarus, um, you know. But what's to stop them from going into Lithuania and Poland and you know and then Germany? I mean, you know, where, where do you draw the line? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Once once they're active and going, he's got the military activated. They don't stop until somebody stops them. That's what you have to do. Right. And how do you how do you stop a nuclear power from from to just keep going? Yeah. I mean, that's the real problem that has to be faced at some point. Yeah. So, uh, I just no got easy the note- answers. I just got the food notice, so. Uh, <laughs> World uh, problems have to wait. I'm having lunch. Well, I'm the power is gone, so I've yeah. got to say Which goodbye we, now. We, we knew it was going to be there, too. So, all right. Well, we'll be back again next week. Thanks for joining us, and uh, have a great week. See you later, Dad. Okay, Todd. Thanks. Bye. Is it Todd? It is Todd. It is Todd. Okay. Well, I got some stuff posted, but I have to transfer myself and get my headsets on. I mm-hmm. was thinking I ought to do that, but then I noticed I've been using my iPad, and it's down to uh, 41%. I hope we can get through with that. Otherwise... I'm out of luck. <laughs> yeah, well, we're done when we're done, right? <laughs> yep. Okay, I'm jump off the charger and change menus here. How are you this morning? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> 
It's uh, already a warm day here, and there's 20% chance of showers, so our humidity's up. But uh, huh, humidity in yeah. California. Huh? Yeah, well, it happens. I just, I just stood up and I realized I got to make my hood stop. Yep. I looked down and saw that I had my phone in my pocket, and I thought that's what I was talking to, and I didn't realize, and I wasn't. <laughs> so when I walked out of the room, I'm still talking away like you're hearing me. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I know. Let me get my hearing aids out of here and get <laughs> get my earphones on. I was going to have mom use my earphones the other day, and then the last minute she said, how do I plug these things in? And unfortunately, she couldn't in her uh, her iPod or iPad because it used different, uh, it used the lightning plug. Right. You didn't have an adapter well, handy. Anyway, now I'm, I'm all earphoned up. Are you there? No, I'm here. Hey, I can hear you too. Mm-hmm. Cool. The other thing, the other thing that was kind of weird is Haley had called mom with FaceTime the other day, and mom couldn't. She's all puzzled and she can't figure out why she can't see Haley or anything on there. Well, somehow she had accidentally uh, uh, put t- t- took the AirPad app down and, and it got replaced with another one. In other words, her finger touched something unknowingly. And I was in, uh, I guess it was uh, uh, mail or something like that app while the Air- FaceTime was still going on. The only thing we could see was Haley's face on the page and uh, and we could hear her, but she was in the background because the FaceTime app was no longer up. So therefore it wasn't sending anything. Now, I had never done that while I was on FaceTime with anybody before, you know, it was mm-hmm. accidental. And so it was really confusing when you see another app with Haley's face on there and you can hear her talking, but the FaceTime app's not there and she can't see you. <laughs> and hmm. and the real puzzling thing is mom had gone outside to show her our backyard and it's uh, is, is finished now the landscaping and all mm-hmm. and so we're going to show Haley the landscaping and and when our side is not on it's not taking any pictures so Haley was seeing a blank screen <laughs> hmm. so anyway it's kind of a an, well I mean you know they're on the screen is the the audio mute and the video mute so she must have bumped one huh well I don't know what 
I think she actually like scrolled up from the bottom or something that, that you know how you put an app to sleep. You know, you go to switch apps. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the only thing I can figure it to get it in that mode is is that she just, uh, you know, it's because you can scroll up and I don't know what mode you call that in, but it's background mode, you know, while yeah. you bring another app up. But but and, I I think when you do that, it still continues to function. I've 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 done that in the past and it's, that doesn't change the fact that you know it, you can you can have a conversation while you're looking at an app so you can be looking things up while you're talking to somebody yeah that makes sense it's, uh, but there is there is a uh, on the screen a place where you can touch that mutes the audio and another that mutes the video and i think she probably just touched the video mute part okay well i wasn't sure how she got in that mode but I, when i realized that i didn't have the right app on the screen i went you know in the back ground and looked at uh, the most recent thing that had been knocked down. And of course, here's this gray thing with a place holder for, for my picture and for Haley's picture, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I touched it and hope oh, it was FaceTime. We're now back in business, but it was, it was a weird experience. You know, first time you see something like that, uh, I had to took a while to figure out what was going on. Hmm. So, Anyway, uh, you um, you have a chance to look at any of the stuff that I had sent on the messenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at some of it. So um, why don't I go ahead and play our start music, and we'll start. All righty. <laughs> 